I accepted, thinking of all the advantages of rubbing elbows with Jillian's mother and her elite group of friends. It would be the perfect opportunity to pass out my cottages by the sea business cards. Only I, woman of big cojones and little capital, would try to erect an interior design business in the glitzy Hamptons. Initially, the cocktail party had been a disappointment until Jillian's mother had stopped at the bottom of a flight of steps leading to a fourth-floor attic and mentioned in her perfect snooty English accent that it was filled with artifacts from her deceased husband's family, a family that had been one of the East Hamptons first. Attics were my number one fantasy, right behind a date with my latest movie star crush or a winning Mega Millions lottery ticket. Not necessarily in that order. On my way out, I handed Caroline Spencer my business card. She gave me a disgusted look and sat in front of the entire line of guests waiting to say their goodbyes. What's that sticking out from the back hem of your skirt? I turned and saw something ecru. Not toilet paper, no. Something much worse. I tugged and out came a huge pair of underwear. Granny panties. Not mine. The static from my lycra skirt must have picked up someone stray from the commercial dryer at the wash and dry. Any chance I had of her calling flew out the door with me. So I was floored when Jillian phoned later that night to tell me her mother wanted to hire me. Not to decorate the 34-room, 15,000-square-foot mansion, but to separate the worthy from the undesirable in the attic. Now I shuddered, thinking of how it had all gone so terribly wrong. The carnage I just witnessed seemed surreal. I held back my gag reflex for the hundredth time and instinctively picked up the phone and called Elle. Elle Warner was also an American Home and Garden magazine alumnus. She recently quit as Antiques and Collectibles editor, much to the managing editors, a.k.a. my former fiancé Michael's, dismay. Go Elle! She now owned a packed-to-the-rafters antique shop in nearby Sag Harbor, which she inherited from her great-aunt. Mabel and Elle's curiosities, your junk's our treasure, Elle answered. Thank God you're there. What's up, cheeky monkey? Just went to the Spencer estate. And you found an unsigned Monet, and they told you to keep it because they have gazillions of dollars? Not exactly. There's, um, there's been a murder. Bloody hell, bugger, murder? Whose? What's with the UK slang? I was practicing for my first meeting with Her Highness. Well, I don't think that will be happening too soon. Caroline Spencer is the one who was murdered. The Queen Mother of the Hamptons? Oh my God, are you okay? Elle knew about my appointment at the Spencer estate and had even planned to help me go through the contents of the attic. I described my interrogation with Detective Schoner from the East Hampton Town Police Department, followed by an hour of questioning by the Chief of Homicide from Suffolk County, not to mention four escorted trips to the bathroom. I told her I would call her later with the details once I digested the morning's horrors. I lit a fire in the flagstone fireplace and grabbed a bottle of water from my vintage turquoise icebox, as my rental agent and friend Barb called it. My cottage was Montauk's last four-room 1930s holdout, located directly on the ocean. It was slated to be torn down when my two-year lease ran out. Apparently, the owner's architect wasn't available until then. Wish I could say my cottages by the sea business was booked that far ahead.
I loved the cottage's simplicity. The main floor contained a vintage kitchen and great room with wide wood plank floors, a fireplace, and three-sided ocean views. Upstairs were a bedroom and a bathroom. The bedroom had an attic ceiling and tiny Juliet balcony. An old clawfoot tub was the star of the small bathroom. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out how they'd gotten it up the narrow staircase. Up until now, I'd always felt safe and secure in my tiny haven. I had a goosebump premonition that all was going to change. I took ten steps from the kitchen to the sofa and dissolved into the down cushions. A shrill cry and a thump, thump, thump startled me awake. The first thing I thought of was Caroline Spencer's corpse. Outside, noises didn't usually bother me, but I'd breached the first rule in hearing aid etiquette when I dozed off wearing my hearing aids. Luckily, I'd fallen asleep on my back. If I'd turned on my side...